ever noticed how some people seem to have that magic touch of success? Do they just drink a secret diet of nothing but kale smoothies? Listen today to hear the five characteristics that we've observed that seem to be common in successful people. bosses. Are you working even after putting the kids to bed but still not getting results? Are you tired of spending money on ads that aren't getting engagement? Do you feel burdened that you aren't fulfilling your purpose in life because you are so consumed with work? I'm your host, Brooke Boltz. I'm an attorney and founder of Boltz Legal. I started my business and in one year was bringing in seven figures and am now bringing in multi seven figures. And I'm your co-host, Rachel Boltz, owner of Boltz Media. I've helped many businesses build their online presence and increase their revenue through digital marketing. Want to hear how we did it? We are here to help you achieve your goals personally, professionally, and spiritually. So kick off your high heels sit back and let's ignite that passion we're miss biz where we're putting the miss in biz let's get biz done as someone who is very type a personality i'm always looking at what i can do to improve what can i do to take myself up to the next level so i like to observe people right Everybody likes to people watch, but one of the most important things that you can do is you can look at the most successful people in the world and the most successful people in your life and see what habits or what characteristics that they have that are common amongst all of them so that you can easily determine what attributes you know, are helping them to be successful. They say, if you change your habits, you change your life. So for me, one thing that I've always heard is that most millionaires start their day early in the morning. Um, so I started waking up at four o'clock in the morning and I realized that I was able to be so much more productive by having that extra time. Um, and they say that waking up early, 92% of highly successful people have this solid morning routine where you can just get so much done, whether it's your workouts, um, cleaning. I find that in the morning time, while the whole world is sleeping, I can get so much more done versus in the middle of the day when, you know, there's phone calls, emails, text messages, and things that are constantly distracting you and keeping you from being able to achieve goals. What is your morning routine? So my morning routine is the first thing I do is I turn the coffee pot on because I know that that bad boy is going to take a minute to brew. And then um, typically what I'll do is, you know, I'll do like my healthcare stuff where, you know, I'm brushing my teeth, doing my hair, getting ready for the day. Um, I will get the kids ready. A lot of times I'll check my emails. I will clean a little bit while I'm waiting for them to wake up because they take like 300 million years to get out of bed. Um, and then I will 
um, head to the gym as soon as I drop them off. I'll head to the gym and then um, come home just before nine and I've already gotten a bunch of stuff done. Nice. I um, just want to give a little shout out to myself that (laughs) with our New Year's resolution episode that I have consistently since that time been each morning reading my Bible as soon as I wake up. So I got the app that you suggested, the Bible app, and I just keep it. it, When I open up the app, the verse I read yesterday is still there, so I can just go to the next one. And I've been working my way through the the chapter of Matthew right now, and it's just been really nice that it's started to become a habit, and I just feel like I'm starting my day on the right foot. That's awesome. I love that. That is so important. That's probably the most important thing that you can do. But just like you, if I wait to try to do it later in the day or try to do it at night, I'm just too tired and I won't do it. So doing it first thing right when I wake up before I get out of bed has been the key for consistency with me. And what's cool about that app is you can have it read to you. A lot of the devotionals that there are, it'll read to you. So you can have it read a whole devotional or a whole chapter um, while you're, you know, basically combing your hair or doing other things. So you can, you know, if you're running low on time, you can still get your word in. It's a great idea. So the second characteristic that we've observed of successful people is they have a commitment to lifelong learning. Yes. There's a statistic that says that 80, sorry, 88% of wealthy people dedicate at least 30 minutes a day to reading. And I agree with this wholeheartedly that lifelong learning is important. I find that trying to that I'm constantly trying to learn trying to find new ways to improve upon not just myself personally but also the efficiency of the business the effectiveness of the business improve upon the client experience and just improve upon the staff experience just constantly looking at all the different facets of the business and my personal life and my family life my spiritual life and always looking at ways to improve and the best way that I've found to do that is reading Uh, or learning from other people. That's also why I've been committed to going to workshops in Atlanta every quarter where we are learning different uh, improvement techniques for our businesses, why I'm a, uh, a member of a number of coaching programs that I participate in because I always want to be learning from others who uh, have valuable information that I can improve from. If you enjoy the Miss Biz podcast, but still have questions or need advice, we have some exciting news for you. Join us for Miss Biz Connects. Miss Biz Connects is a weekly one hour Zoom call on Fridays at 10 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. This is one hour each week dedicated to you. We want to meet you and put our brains together to help you grow personally, professionally, and spiritually. To access the meeting link, visit us on our social media pages at Miss Biz Podcast or send us an email to MissBizPod at gmail.com. Join us this Friday and let's grow the Miss Biz Nation.
Yeah, and when you have that desire for lifelong learning, it shows that you are invested into yourself, into growing and being adaptable. Um, and I think that that is something that is a, a huge characteristic of successful people because they're not complacent with where they are. They always want to strive to grow. So the next thing on our list are the movers and the doers. These are the people who cannot sit still for two seconds. So I know we've got we've got a couple of them here, but I think Brooks Brooks pretty much got this one pegged. I just when I I, I have a hard time sitting still uh, until it gets to that point in the day where I'm so exhausted that I just want to rest and go to sleep but until then I'm moving around I'm doing things and I was telling Rachel a comparison between me and my husband in the morning where um on days that I take the kids to school, well, our, our general routine is I take our daughters to school. They're in middle school, and he takes our son, who's four. And when I take the our daughters to school, um, even though they are self-sufficient, they know how to get themselves ready, I still am moving and doing things the whole time while they're getting ready. I'm either getting myself ready or I'm making them breakfast or I am um, picking out clothes for my son to wear that day or I'm feeding the animals or I'm washing some dishes. I am doing something every second that we are getting ready to go out the door. Whereas my husband, he wakes them up and says, get ready. And then (laughs) he sits on the couch and plays on his phone or, you know, he might be doing work on his phone, doing things on his phone uh, until it's time to go. And then he says, all right, let's go. So just a very different, big difference in our personalities that he has no problem to sit and let them do their thing. Whereas I'm also like, did you remember your shoes for basketball? Did you remember to pack your homework assignment we were working on last night? Do you have this? Do you have that? And so um, it's just, I'm a, I'm a mover and a doer, and he uh, isn't in that context. With his business, he's very much a mover and doer, but when it comes to uh, things like that in the morning, that's just a difference that I've observed between the two of us. I have such a hard time relaxing, especially like in the evening hours, because I'm always thinking it's like as soon as I sit down, I'm thinking of like 30 things that I need to do. And it's so funny because a lot of them are not things that need to be done at this moment. They could be done at any time, but I'm like, I'm thinking about it. I might as well go do it so I don't forget. And then before I know it, I've already done like 13 or 14 things. Um, So I think that that is just where you have this desire to be productive and you want to get as much done as possible to be efficient. And I'll say I've even noticed most people enjoy massages, but for me, uh, they're very hard for me to shut my mind off in a massage. And sometimes I'm sitting there thinking, when is this going to be over? (laughs) As much as I'm, I know... As much as I want to enjoy it and know that it's good for your muscles and your body, uh, it's not something that I really look forward to, honestly. If a massage comes up on my schedule because I have a membership, I'm like, can I postpone that till next week or whatever? Because it just... 
my mind isn't a relaxation type of mind. It's a thinking, moving, doing type of mind. And it's just, that's a trait I've noticed from other successful people is that they want to be doing things, getting stuff done all the time. Get Mm -hmm. biz done. Yep, absolutely. The next characteristic is dedication to constant self-improvement. So this is where you have a, you have time set aside for you to feel good, whether that be um, through massage, like Brooke was mentioning, or, you know, you're going to the gym, um, you're eating healthy, you're having that time dedicated to self-improve. So what I also think about when I think of self-improvement is improving yourself and your personal weaknesses. So maybe you have a short temper. Maybe you suffer with road rage. Maybe you, um, I don't know, whatever your weaknesses are as a person, it's being aware of those things first and working to improve upon those all the time. And that can come through learning. It can also come from accountability and it can come from, uh, forming, forcing yourself to form healthy habits to overcome that challenge. An example, my, my dad, uh, admits to having an anger problem. And when we were kids, he would tell us, if I start to get too angry, if you tell me you're not being very gentle, and I don't calm down, then I'll give you a hundred dollars. And so he, he did that because he knew when he saw red and when he got angry that he didn't like how he behaved and he regretted the way he behaved. And so, um, to hold himself accountable, he said, if you say this phrase to me, you're not being very gentle and I don't calm down, then I'll give you a hundred dollars. And I'll say from that point on, we, we said the words, you're not being very gentle all the time (laughs) but almost every time he would calm down when we said that and so motivated by money (laughs) well yeah motivated by losing money because a hundred dollars especially back then was a lot was a lot of money it was a lot of money to a kid and sometimes Mm -hmm. i was like a lot of money for a preacher too yeah it was a lot of money all the way around and so for and and my dad's anger problems came from how he was raised from parents who uh from a father particularly who had an anger problem so it was kind of a generational Mm -hmm. issue and problem that he was he was he inherited and that he learned through life experiences but he wanted to stop it and so by holding himself accountable in that way he exercised this trait of being dedicated to self-improvement. And this also brings to mind one other thing that I've been observing recently is that when you look at certain people, we've talked before about how certain personalities are best suited for marketing and sales. And those are, you know, the, the people, the, the eyes we've talked about, the influencers and the, with, with a subcategory of D, which is, um, what is the D? Dominant. Yes, thank you. Dominant. So the IDs are the best character, uh, best personality trait for sales. So you can, but you can have that personality and you can go to all the network meetings and you can um, be the life of the party and you can be doing all the right things and still not be successful. And I think it's because the fruit in your life isn't showing 
that you're a trustworthy person. And when someone sees that you're someone who admits to your weaknesses and wants to improve upon them and that you're dedicated to becoming a better person all the time, that is a main way that people build trust in you. When life has you stressed, Miss Biz has your back. Mom hack. If you love garlic so much that you want to marry it, this next mom hack is for you. Add garlic immediately to a recipe if you want a light taste of garlic. And at the end of a recipe, if you want a strong taste of garlic. And so when I think about uh, networking groups that I'm a part of, and I think of the great people who stand up and give their great sales pitch, that is only one factor that I'm considering in whether I wanna do business with that person. And I'm also looking at how is their attendance at these meetings? Are they absent all the time? Do they show up late? Are they, do they take three days to respond to my text message? Are they always too busy to, to get together? Do they, you know, I just am looking at these other characteristics of them. And if they're not checking those other boxes, no matter how compelling their sales pitch may be, I'm not going to feel comfortable to refer someone to work with them because I don't have the trust that they're going to do a good job for them. And so this dedication to constant self-improvement is so important to being successful because only we we had a statistics one one time that only four percent of what we communicate is verbal yes 96 percent is nonverbal, and so people are looking at your total fruit in your life um and and if it's not evidencing someone who has strong a strong self-discipline and commitment to self-improvement then you you're probably not going to be successful it's so true so i think it's important to you know look take some time to examine your heart examine your life but also look at people that you really admire right people in your life that are very successful um, and look at their specific quality traits right it's hard to do that with someone like elon musk right because we only know what the public and media allows us to know about them you can find out some things but not everything to a t but if you know any self made millionaires you know start looking at some of their qualities and see like okay well you know maybe they have this I'm not doing this so let me try to work a little bit harder in that area so that I can be more compassionate or more giving or whatever the case may be Um, so being able to have that time to look at it and then come up with a strategy on how you can improve even if it's just um for every negative thought you think three thoughts you know there's all kinds of tricks that can help you get into a habit to have some of these characteristics and when i was referring to the word fruit just for anyone who may not be familiar with the scripture the bible says that 
our fruit or the fruits of the spirit are love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. So those are what I'm speaking of when people are observing us and making judgments about us, that if we're not someone who is exhibiting love or peace or patience, then that is going to affect their, uh, their trust of you and their desire to work with you. Absolutely. And, you know, the Bible also says not fruit being used in the same way, but it says you'll know others by their fruits, by what they're producing in their lives. So, you know, an orange can only produce an orange. You know, if you say you're an apple, but you produce oranges, that's where people can start to figure out that, you know, there's there's trouble in paradise for sure. So the next characteristic of successful people is that they process everything that is going on in their lives. So this is kind of what we were talking about earlier, where your mind is always thinking and every day you're, you're always thinking of ways to improve really. And you're rehashing your act, your activities of the day. And you're thinking about what could I have done differently? What, have, what could I have done better? And, and just thinking of ways, okay, I'm not going to make that mistake again. Just trying to learn from each day through the experiences that that day brought. And this is really two serves two things that it it is a stress reducer to kind of process things but it also analyzes areas that you can improve upon you know we're all about that case about that case no trouble all about that case about that case no trouble all about that case about that case no trouble all about that case about that case at Volts Legal, we are all about your case. Text or call to schedule a free consultation for all your legal needs. VoltsLegal.com. Absolutely. A lot of people do this in the morning. I do this at night where I'm thinking about everything that happened that day, everything that I should have done differently, everything that I have to do the next day, what I should do in certain situations, um, maybe relevant points to, to bring up. But this time of reflection is honestly when I have some of my bo- most brilliant ideas and strategies come to life. So make sure you have a pen and paper ready because you might really get some good ideas or some true value out of being able to do this. For me, I think I do it anytime that I have spare brain space. You know, when I'm not (laughs) thinking of something else, my mind naturally starts to think of processing the things that have been happening but for sure I do it at night too when I lay down and I don't have and I set the phone down and there's nothing else to distract me I definitely start rehashing the activities of the day and uh, thinking of 
how I can continue to improve. And sometimes it can be bittersweet, especially if you are that very type A personality where you try to be, you know, as perfect as possible in everything that you do, you can end up beating yourself up. So if that happens, what I recommend doing is just trying to view it from a different mindset, right? Where you're like, well, you know what, that's a good lesson and that'll never happen again, you know, or this is what I'm going to do next time to avoid this from happening again in the future. If it never happened once, you never would have learned from it. So you have to have the experience to learn from it and then avoid doing it again. Say there's there's no such thing as a mistake in life except when something happens and you don't learn from it. I love that. But the fruit of the spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. Galatians 5:22. We appreciate you and are honored to be on this journey with you. We can't wait to help you to encourage you and show you how to grow personally, professionally, and spiritually. If you found Miss Biz helpful, please leave a review and share with others. You can follow us on social media at Miss Biz Podcast. For legal questions or services, please visit boltslegal.com. And for digital marketing needs, please visit boltsmedia.com. Let's get biz done. Thank you.